0: Hey, we're Phil and Meredith, and we're the pastors here at Cornerstone Church, and we are so glad that you are here with us today. It's our prayer that this message is an inspiration to you, that it builds you up, that it stirs your faith right now in your today, as well as in the days to come. We believe that God has great things for you. God bless you. I have two scriptures for you. Yeah, yeah, it's all right to give him praise. If you're in the building, if you don't mind to stand, it's just just a a little bit of a custom that I have. It's just to bring focus and respect, honor upon the Word of God. I'm just going to talk to you for a little bit about prayer today. Talk to you a little bit about prayer today, and then we're going to pray a specific focus of prayer before we get up out of here today. And if you don't want anything in your life to change, you should run out right now. Flip your computer down, shut your phone off, because I'm going to pray a prayer today before we leave this place. I'm going to pray a prayer today before we leave this place that everything is about ready to turn for you. I said it's about ready to turn for you. And and I know I'm right about it, but I'm going to give you two verses of Scripture. Luke chapter 18 and verse number 1. Thank you, please. And Jesus spake a parable unto them for this reason, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. That men ought to always pray. It's not gender specific. That people should pray. Mankind should pray always and don't faint. Somebody shout, don't stop praying and then mark 11:24 therefore i say unto you whatsoever things you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them I'm talking a little bit about prayer today. Tell somebody before you sit down, however you want to do it. If you're, if you're afraid to talk to somebody too close to you, throw it up in the balcony. They're a long way away. If you're in the balcony, throw it down this way and somebody shout, pray and don't faint. God bless you. You may be seated. You may be seated. The, uh, the other evening, by the way, what a beautiful fall season that we are having. And... um. The other evening, it was so nice out, and we had, we had this little kind of a portable uh, fire thing that you, know, you that you can make a little fire in and, and kind of wheel it around, and um, so I decided I was going to go out there and build a fire and got a, got a little fire going, and while it was kind of getting where I wanted it to be, I went in the house and Kathy and I began to talk, and uh, after we started talking... We got to praying. And we got to praying. I'm not talking about those little prayers. I love the fact that Phil and Meredith are, are challenging us to pray dangerous prayers. We started praying strong prayers, taking it to the Lord in prayer. And so we were praying. And uh, the reason I set it up that way is because when we got done praying, we talked a little bit more, and then I went outside to sit by the fire, and the spirit of prayer was still on me. And I felt it switch gears. It switched gears over into what I call a commanding prayer. And I sat out there, and I started calling out of the air spirits of witchcraft spirits of sorcery it's what I call a commanding prayer I hope I didn't make you nervous coming straight out the shoot with this this morning but what I'm trying to tell you was I knew I was on the right track when I heard Mike up here talking and the lady that you baptized had been raised up in the occults and Ouija boards and witchcraft see some people think that Toledo don't have no witchcraft I'm here to tell you that I sat out there because I don't just like pray out of my head. I was praying and I heard myself say, you foul spirit of witch, come down out of the sky. Come down. I'm telling you that you can pray a commanding prayer that whatever is working against you has to calm down. Everybody put your hand up in the air and pull it down you got to pull those things down that's a commanding prayer I said that's a commanding prayer that's not that's not a prayer from from weakness it's not a prayer because the original intent of God was that his people would have dominion dominion and so that's praying from a place of dominion and I know people don't think that that there's a that, that witchcraft is a real thing and you don't have to you know have a broom and a black hat and you don't have to be a female to function in the spirit of witchcraft and sometimes you got to call it down you got to call it down and I know people don't believe that some some years ago there was a a, this happened to be this particular person happened to be a female who got saved here and filled with the Holy Ghost and became an intercessor and told me said the reason I became an intercessor is I've never told you this before but a group of witches got together And went on a fast and called your name out and said that they were going to put a curse on you I just need somebody to know that you can't curse what God has blessed I'm just trying to tell you that it's a real thing it's a real thing the first funeral I ever did in my life I did in this city a young lady who was involved in the occult got saved In my service I was 18 years old she came and got saved she had given birth to a baby she was so far into the occult she had named the baby Nova star and the baby was was staying in the hospital because it was sick and in the intermeaning time she had come to church and got saved the baby never came out of the hospital and the baby passed away and i did the funeral that was the first funeral i've ever done what i'm trying to tell you is that america has got caught up in a mentality of stats and statistics and and all kinds of natural things and not realizing that there is a spirit of witchcraft that tries to come against the people of god and so i want you to reach up one more time and pull it down you got to pull that's a that's what i call a pulling down prayer as I, I, a commanding prayer I'm gonna give you another thing this is called a one-word prayer this is a one-word prayer many of you have prayed this one-word prayer and it's not the word help I know that's what you was thinking help but it's a one-word prayer and um, in the in the early days of our storefront Kathy and I were still living in Lyme in the very early days and then we would drive seventy-some miles to burn I'm sorry to to Central and Douglas and we were coming up the expressway and Kathy was very pregnant very pregnant eight nine months and so uh, we would get ready early drive up to church and Kathy would lay the seat back you know with her seat belt on and she would lay the seat back and use that that hour for a little nap time and um, I would use it for prayer time. It's been that way for a long time. Kathy sleeps, I pray. It's just, I mean, it's just what, what can I say? <laughs> and um, so we were driving and, and Kathy was laying there and we came up right, right downtown Toledo. Y'all know where that bridge curves like or the, the expressway curves like that. And it was in the winter time And we hit black ice and the car that we were in started spinning and it went all the way across the road hit the hit one part of the road spun all the way back around and hit the other side hit the guardrail on on both sides while that was going on as soon as we started spinning I reached out and put my hand on her stomach and prayed a one-word prayer Jesus It's a one-word prayer. Sometimes all you can do, I said, you ain't, got time to, you ain't got time to go find the sheep. You ain't got time to go get your prayer book. But sometimes you can be in the middle of something, and if you don't know what else to say, call the name of Jesus, because demons tremble at the sounds of that name. Things will back up at the sound of the name of Jesus. The Bible said God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. See, somebody's not praying because you don't think that you know how to pray good enough. Somebody's not praying because you don't have the words to articulate it. Why don't you just start by calling his name and saying Jesus. Say Jesus. Say Jesus. "Jesus." There's something about that name. When something happens and you can't get out of it fast enough, you just call the name Jesus. We walked away from that car, walked into downtown Toledo. All I had on was snow boots. My suit was in the trunk. The trunk was banged up and couldn't get it open. My church shoes, if there is such a thing, my church shoes was in the trunk my Bible was in the trunk my notes were in the trunk (laughs) but I had a word in my heart and his word had I hid in my heart and you can lock the trunk down you can lock my Bible up you can lock my notes up you can lock my church shoes up but I will stand in my snow boots in a jumpsuit and stand in front of there because we called on the name of Jesus I'm so glad he protected us we didn't have a scratch on and that's how Meredith got here because God protected her in her mother's womb and then when we would be driving up when Meredith was a little baby we would stay at a hotel and then we would take a or I would take a, a pillow and I put it into a pull out a dresser drawer and put that pillow in there, and that's where I put Meredith. And in the middle of the night, she start crying, I just shut the door. <laughs> Aren't you glad God protected Meredith that she's here with us today? That's the one-word prayer. This is sometimes what I call the one-hour prayer, Luke chapter 11. Verse number 1, it says, It came to pass that as Jesus was praying in a certain place, that when he stopped, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. Somebody say, Lord. Lord. Teach us to pray. pray. And he said, teach us to pray as John had taught his disciples. And Jesus said, when you pray, this is what you say right here. Everybody stand up. We're going to do it together. Everybody stand up, please. If you're at home, you know this, this prayer out loud. But let's do it together, okay? Our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone that is sinned and indebted to us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil and then you, you guys goes for thine is the power amen be seated And so I won't take time to go through this. I've went through that with you numbers of times before, but it is interesting that the disciples never asked Jesus, teach us how to work miracles. They never told him, teach us how to multiply them loaves and fishes. Somehow they connected the dots that everything that Jesus did came from his hour of prayer. And Jesus had told them one time, he went off to pray and he came back to check on his disciples and they were sleeping. And he said, Kathy, I mean he said, uh <laughs> I'm gonna have a bad afternoon. Can y'all feel that? And he 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 said, uh, he said to his disciples, could you not tarry with me for one hour? That's why I call this the one hour prayer. That's that's not some kind of a law or anything like that but it can be a one-hour prayer and I've walked you through it before how you can divide it out but notice they said to Jesus teach us how to pray someone is going to learn how to pray in these 10-day prayer times that did not know how to pray very well before and you're going to get better at praying and more disciplined about praying because of these 10 days of prayer They said, teach us how to pray like John taught. This is the reason I'm pointing this out to you is because when someone was either a rabbi or a great teacher, they had a a particular prayer that they taught their disciples to pray that prayer. And then they told them what all that prayer meant. And so Jesus said, when you pray, pray this prayer. And if you walk through that and take time with each one, then that gives you one hour of prayer. I got a couple more, and then I'm, I'm going to get around to this prayer. We're going to pray together. Y'all doing all right? This, this, is, this is what I call a get-out prayer, a get-out prayer. This is the one, Mike, that the guys in prison use a lot. It's the get-out prayer. You ever, been in a, um, you ever been in a situation and you needed God to get you out? Let me find out where the amens are at. I know, I, I know somebody in the balcony has been in a situation. And you said you need a get-out prayer. I'm giving you a get-out prayer right here. This get-out prayer goes like this. And if you need, if you're in a situation that you need to get out of, you don't even have to make any noise. Just just smile and act like it's for somebody else, and won't nobody know it's you. Put your mask on or something, so that can't nobody tell it's you. But this prayer came from Jonah, <laughs> verse number 17 of the first chapter now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days three nights and Jonah prayed unto God the Lord his God out of the fish's belly that's what you call a get-out prayer Jonah is like I'm in a situation I'm in trouble I can't fix this myself so he prayed a get-out prayer. Everybody needs to pray a get-out prayer. Just wave at me. You might be in the middle of something. You just need to get out of it, right? And so we're going to pray a get-out prayer for you. All right? Here's, here's, here's now an opening prayer. This is a prayer of open. I heard Phil preaching the other week about Samuel and, and all of that, and it made me go back to the, to the book of uh, 1 Samuel, and realize that Samuel got here as a result of a provoked prayer. Samuel got here as the result of a provoked prayer. Now, you may not feel like it right now, but by the time, in about 30 seconds, when I get done with this point, you're gonna, you're gonna be praising God like, like, like something happened for you. Because here's what the Bible says here in the book of 1 Samuel, uh, chapter 5, or sorry, sorry verse 1. Chapter 1, verse 5. But the Lord, but unto Hannah had given a double portion, for her husband loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. So if you remember this specifically, she was being provoked, and the provoking put her into a posture of prayer. And what had been shut up opened up. All right, are y'all ready for your praise break? I said, are you ready for your praise break? You're not looking. If you're right in the building, you're not looking at me on the screen. If you're ready for your praise break, you need to say something right here. Because here's, here's where your praise break comes. Everybody has to have an enemy. The reason that you have an enemy is to provoke you to a place of prayer until something that was shut up starts opening up. And had you not... What? Here's your praise break right here Because what the enemy doesn't know Is that the more he pushes on you And the more he provokes you The more he turns you into his greatest nightmare Because it wouldn't have been nothing If he'd have just left you alone But he kept provoking you And provoking you And provoking you Until you started crying out unto God And that which was shut up Started opening up I'm going to give you about 15 seconds To release your praise Right here If you don't know what I'm talking about That means you ain't been provoked yet But if you have felt in the last season Like the devil's been pushing on you Provoking you prodding you Testing you Then you ought to stand up and say I got a prayer that's been provoked and I'm gonna pray till that which was shut up opens up in the name of Jesus. Just 10 more seconds on a Sunday. You owe God some praise anyway. Woo. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We almost there. Alright. You can be seated. We almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there for this prayer. But see, because it's actually leading me somewhere. It's actually leading me somewhere. This thing, this prayer that she was provoked to pray calls something that was shut up to open up. Here we go. Some of the things that need to happen in our lives don't happen until we pray for somebody else. all of my prayers cannot just be for me. Sometimes the only way for something to turn in your life is to pray for somebody else. Try it again. Because we're getting ready. That's what I came to do today was pray a turning prayer. I came to pray a prayer that things are going to turn for you and things will turn for our nation things will turn for the body of Christ things will turn but you have to understand that a turning prayer is not just praying for turning there's a man by the name of Job and Job Had three cantankerous friends. And they said to Job, if all this stuff is happening to you, you must have done something. You ever have a friend like that? They told Job, you must have done something. And they just kept coming with all these little comments. And then he couldn't get any help from his spouse. She said, why don't you just curse God and die? What kind of advice is that? The Bible says if any two of you shall agree as touching any one thing on earth, it shall be done. I'm going to fix up what I messed up. Because Kathy is being my agreement partner. Y'all ain't trying to help me, are you? The thing about being married to a believing spouse is you got built-in agreement. I ain't got to call no prayer chain. I ain't got to find no preacher. I ain't got to call my grandmother because I got built-in agreements. And Kathy has built-in agreement that says let's agree on this right here and that's that's the built-in agreement Job didn't have that Job did not have that Job did not have that and uh, Job went through all of the things You, you guys know the book of Job and he went through all of these things and here's 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 what I came to tell you at the end of the book of Job Job chapter 42 and verse number 10 and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Big mouth friends praying for him anyway. Misjudged me friends, but I'm gonna pray for you anyway. The people that were his friends that didn't understand. His situation Brothers and sisters Just because somebody is your friend Doesn't mean they always understand your situation Just because somebody is your friend Doesn't mean they always understand What God is saying to you Just because somebody is your friend Doesn't mean that they have the inside track Onto what I'm supposed to be doing for God I got to walk before God But Job went through everything that he went through But God turned God turned The captivity of Job went when he prayed for his friends. And look at it now. I don't know why you took it down. Look at it now because it says that and God gave Job twice as much as he had before. What is, what is, what is the enemy going to do when God gives a double portion anointing? To a new generation What is the enemy going to do when God doubles up his blessing upon the United States of America What is the the enemy going to do when God pours out his spirit upon his sons and his daughters I'm telling you that if we learn to pray for our friends That God is going to turn your captivity Before we get up out of here today God's getting ready to turn Turn somebody's captivity I'm almost there I got two more verses I got two more verses two more verses James chapter 5 says verse 16 confess your faults one to another watch this and pray for one another that you may be healed huh pray for one another that you may be healed. That's not just physical healing. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That means it's something when you pray it like you feel it. That's what that means. The on fire prayer. The prayer that you feel You can feel it, and you don't have to be loud to feel it. I just pray loud because I want everything close to me to hear me. (laughs) But you can pray quiet prayers, but you feel it. You can pray, pray prayers of uncertainty with tears coming down your face, but you feel it. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth this. Watch now, here we go. Elias was a man. Somebody elijah. Elijah was a man, subject to like passions. Elijah was a person just like you. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not upon the earth for three years and six months. I'm getting ready to show you something. He was a person like you. Don't talk yourself out of prayer because you had a bad day. Mm -mm. Don't talk yourself out of prayer because you had a little mood explosion. Don't talk yourself out of prayer because you lost your temper. Don't talk yourself out of prayer because you failed God. Talk to me in here. Don't talk yourself out of prayer because the Bible said Elijah was a human being just like you. You're not going to get me to believe that Elijah was always Mr. Even. He's got too many calling fire down on people, right. anointings. For me to think that he didn't have a little edge on him. He was a person just like you. I said he was a person just like you. I'm trying to get you to talk yourself into prayer rather than talking yourself out of prayer he was a person just like you but when he prayed watch me when he prayed he prayed and it didn't rain for three years and six months because he prayed earnestly that God would stop up the rain to bring down the power of Ahab and Jezebel and he prayed earnestly until the heavens locked up that's a strong prayer three years and six months verse number 18 and he prayed again somebody say he prayed again he prayed again again, and the heavens gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit I'm almost I'm closer to being done than you know this turning prayer (laughs) <laughs> I said I'm closer to being done and somebody sitting here in this room just laughed real big <laughs> like okay anyway I am close to being done but, but the the prayer that he prayed again verse 18 and he prayed again and he prayed again I said and he prayed again somebody said well I prayed about it before pray again I was believing God before believe again And he prayed again, watch this, and the heavens gave rain and the earth brought forth its fruit. This, this was the word that came to me. I know it took a long time getting there, but I put prophecies at the beginning of it, and I'm putting a prophetic word at the end of it. We get ready to pray a prayer that things that need to be locked up are going to be locked up, and things that need to be opened are going to be opened. If God can open Hannah's womb, if Elijah prayed and the heavens were open, if God can turn it for Job and give him twice as much as he had, there is a prayer that causes things in the heavens to open. It moves back principalities and powers. And it doesn't have to be prayed for by a pope, a priest, or a prince. It don't have to find nobody else. You ain't got to have a special position. You ain't got to have a special physical posture. All you have to do is realize that Elijah was a man just like you're a man. He was a person just like you're a person. He had up days and down days. He's the same Elijah that almost uh, almost thought about Take it, is ask God to just take me out. He was ready to give up and ready to quit. And I'm saying to anybody that's been ready to give up, you've been ready to quit. It feels like the heavens over your life have been shut. Pray again, pray again, pray again, pray again. And when you pray that prayer, when you pray, Believe that what you pray for, that what you desire, when you pray, not after you pray, when you pray, believe that you receive it, and you shall have it. Everybody jump up on your feet one time right here. You might be in the position, you might be in the position where the only thing you've ever prayed is a one-word prayer. Jesus. Jesus. If you've never prayed really too much in your life and you feel like you have to have a certain syllabus to understand prayer, if I can just simplify it for you today, it's just talking to God. That's all it is. He's, 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 He's not looking... For King James English because he knows you don't talk like that anyway so you don't have to be beseeching him therefore by the powers of the omnipotent God <laughs> that you might I know you sit high and look low and you might have to no you talk to God because he knows you he knows your voice he knows your heart you may have, you may have only started with a one word prayer but you can pray that one word prayer Anybody ever pray that one-word prayer and you know that something happened just because you said Jesus? Just because you said Jesus. Jesus. You might, you might want to learn how to pray, though, a one-hour prayer. If you don't know what else to pray, then you can go through what is referred to as the Lord's Prayer. You can go through that, Our Father which art in heaven. You can go right through that, and that gives you a place to start off praying. You might start off praying by getting out, getting out prayer, like Job, you're in the middle of something that you need to get out of, but when you get out of it, don't stop praying. You might be like Hannah and something in your life is barren, and God is not intimidated by your barrenness, by the barrenness of anything. The God that opened up her womb taught that he can turn a thing like he did for Job because Job prayed for his friends. James tells us when we pray for one another, then we are healed, and reminds us that Elijah was a person just like you. When he prayed, it didn't rain for three years and six months. But he prayed again. He thought, "I better go back and revisit that prayer, or else it may never rain." And Job prayed. Excuse me, Elijah prayed again, and the heavens opened. And somebody's going to start praying again. Somebody used to pray. Somebody listening to me, watching, and joining in used to pray. You used to pray, but you kind of got out of it. But you're going to pray again. Somebody say, "I will pray again. We'll pray again." I'm getting ready to pray a prayer with you. Those of you that are joining with us, just kind of hang in here with me, David, because what I want to do is push, in a, push an atmosphere and an anointing into the hearts, surround the people of God here home, on your phone, wherever you are, how many have ever been glad that someone was praying for you when you weren't praying for yourself? Yeah. There's an anointing for prayer that's coming to the body of Christ. I, I, I wouldn't presume to, to, to believe that what these pastors here have heard in their hearts, you know, of 10 days of prayer, first, uh, first 10 days of every month till the first of year, I wouldn't presume to, to, to say that that is a word to the body of Christ. It is, a, it is a word for our church family. But I do believe that we hear something in a certain frequency. It's okay for me to say it to you that way. I believe we hear things. We live in a universe, you know, one verse, one word. Everything in the universe, one. We don't live in a diverse and we don't live in a triverse. We live in a universe. Everything that is became because of one word, let there be. God said it, that one verse. So when God speaks, he speaks it into the air. He speaks it into the air and sometimes uh, sometimes even Christian people don't hear it sometimes rappers hear it nearly every year whatever theme we would have for heaven on earth the year after that you would see commercials with it <laughs> they still talk and shift and Because God speaks a word. And if you don't hear it, somebody will graffiti it on a wall somewhere. Social prophets. Secular singers hear it. Because it's inspiration. I'm not saying that everything that they sing is right. I'm saying uh, every so often they get it. They get it. But I do believe this is what I'm hearing. It's kind of a prophetic day. So just kind of hang in here with me for a minute. Y'all doing all right? Because, um, because... I'm hearing that God is speaking a word and he's going to call his church to prayer. Across this land, God is going to call his church to prayer. I'm going to go beyond that. Globally, God is calling his church to prayer. And he's saying, it may not have rained. It may not have rained may not have been the open heavens for a season but he's calling his church to pray again and the heavens are going to open and the heavens are going to cause the earth to bring forth its fruits because harvest time harvest time I said harvest time is coming and a generation of people that could not have been reached by a stuck tightly wound halfway church is going to be reached by some people who prayed until the fire came down and prayed until the heavens opened. One more time if you believe it, if you can clap your hands. we are believing that that word will bring strength and hope into your life. Absolutely, if God just spoke to you through this message and you're stirred right now to partner with us and to sow financially into the ministry that is Cornerstone Church, I wanna encourage you to jump on over to our website, which is simply cornerstone.church and click the give button, find the avenue that is most convenient for you today. That's right, we are gonna continue spreading the message of the gospel and we look forward to continuing to connect together.